Do you hear that? It sounds like the Sanderson sisters have awoken again. Or am I simply hearing Wednesday and Pugsley torturing their neighbor? Maybe someone said a particular name three times in a row, or a friendly ghost's uncles are wreaking havoc again. Has the gate to Halloween Town opened for the season? I think so! Welcome, one welcome all to our very first Halloween special. This episode, we're jumping on our vacuums, mops, and broomsticks, and flying into some of the greatest family-friendly Halloween movies of all time. This is the Nerd Coliseum. Greetings, foolish mortals. I'm Kristen. And I'm Frankie. Welcome to the Nerd Coliseum, a podcast where movies, TV, video games, or anything pop culture battles it out for the number one spot in our countdowns. Things are looking a little dark and spooky here in the Coliseum today, and that's because it's Halloween time, and we couldn't be more excited. For the next four episodes, we will be taking a look at some different genres of Halloween favorites and seeing who will come out on top as some of the best of the best Halloween movies of all time. For our first Halloween special to celebrate the release of Hocus Pocus 2, we decided to take a look at some of the most beloved, family-friendly Halloween movies. We have chosen five movies that we believe are cherished time and time again during Halloween as some of the greatest and most timeless Halloween movies that families of all ages can enjoy. These five movies will compete in three different categories. But before we get into the categories, let's take a look at what movies we have chosen. Kristen gave several hints at the beginning, so let's see if you figured out what movies we've chosen. The first movie is, of course, Hocus Pocus. Released in 1993 by Walt Disney Pictures, the movie centers around a trio of evil witches known as the Sanderson Sisters who must feed on the souls of children in order to retain their immortal life. On Halloween night, 1693, they were hung by the neck but not before chanting their curse to the world. One old Hallow's Eve when the moon is around, a virgin will summon us from under the ground. <laughs> we shall be back, and the lives of all the children shall be mine! Three centuries later, they were mistakenly resurrected by a virgin named Max Dennison. He, along with his sister Danny, his crush Allison, and that cursed boy turned black cat Thackeray Binks, must work together to stop the witches from sucking the life out of the children of Salem to live forever before the sun rises. It stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. The next movie we have decided to include is The Addams Family. The live-action movie was released in 1991 with its characters based on the comic cartoons from 1938 and the TV show from the 1960s and 70s. The film follows the creepy, kooky, and altogether spooky Adams Family. They are an eccentric and wealthy clan who delight in the macabre and are completely unaware that people find them bizarre or frightening. In the film, a con artist plots to scam the family out of their fortune with the help of an accomplice who looks exactly like the long-lost Uncle Fester. The film stars Angelica Hurston, the late Raul Julia, 
Christopher Lloyd, and Christina Ritchie. Say it once, say it twice, third time's the charm. Our third movie in this lineup is none other than Beetlejuice. It's showtime. Beetlejuice was released in 1988 and directed by Tim Burton. It follows the spirits of a deceased couple who are left to haunt their quaint little country town after a fatal car accident. Things go from bad to worse for the ghostly couple when an unbearable family moves in with their young, grim-looking daughter. After several attempts to scare the family out of the house, the couple turns to a malicious demon, Beetlejuice, for help. The movie stars Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder, and Michael Keaton as the title character. For our next movie, we go from a malicious spirit to the friendliest ghost around, Casper. Oh no, no, please don't scream. I, I promise it won't hurt you. I'm a ghost. Yes, I admit it, but, but I'm a friendly ghost. You have to trust me. If you scream, you'll wake up my uncles and they get awfully cranky. Casper the Friendly Ghost was based on the original design from a 1939 children's book. The live-action film was released in 1995 and follows an afterlife therapist. Yes, a therapist for ghosts. You Dr. James Harvey is hired to move into a crumbling manor in order to rid the house of the spirits who haunt the premises. He, along with his daughter, discover Casper the friendly ghost, along with Casper's not-so-friendly ghost uncles. Ultimately, the doctor and his daughter must find a way to help the ghost cross over to the other side while also discovering a hidden treasure within the manor that the manor's owner is determined to get at all cost. The film stars Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci, Kathy Moriarty, and Eric Idle. Last but certainly not least, we are taking a trip to Halloween Town. Halloween Town was a Disney Channel original movie released in 1998. After secretly following their grandmother, a young girl named Marnie and her brother Dylan realize that the storybook they have been reading their whole life is actually real as they step foot in a town full of monsters and mysteries called Halloween Town. I don't get it. Monsters are just pretend. Dylan, this is it. Mom said they were just pretend. Dylan, this is Halloween Town, just like the book. Not only is the fabled Halloween Town real, but Marnie discovers her grandmother mother, and even herself are witches. Faced with a darkness that is threatening the town, Marnie and her grandmother must work together to save the town from evil forces. The movie stars Kimberly J. Brown and the late Debbie Reynolds. I think we chose some good ones for this family-friendly competition. I agree. This was really hard, though, because there was a lot of Halloween movies that we had to kind of sift through to decide which ones were the best ones. I mean, we can't forget about the Nightmare Before Christmas, but we had some debate in our household that was The Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? And it might be a little bit of both, but we decided we might save that one for our Christmas episodes. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a cop-out. It can kind of cash in on both the Halloween festivities as well as the Christmas festivities, so we decided to admit it just for now. Some other movies that we thought about were Corpse Bride, um, and pretty much any Tim Burton movie. We also thought about Ghostbusters, but since we did a previous episode on Ghostbusters, maybe we don't touch that too many times in a row. Another movie we considered was Sleepy Hollow, but there are a lot of Halloween movies. Maybe you guys have some ones that are special to your family, but we think that the five that we chose are some pretty good ones. So let's see how they're going to do. 
Yeah, and if we missed out on one of those movies that you think that we should have talked about, or maybe it's very special to your household, go ahead and let us know. We'd love to interact and talk to you about it on social media and through our email. All right, so now that we have our five family-friendly Halloween movies, try saying that five times fast, (laughs) (laughs) let's look at what three categories these movies will be competing in. Our first category will be family-friendly script and story, specifically looking at which script and story was most appealing to all ages of the family. Our second category, which is spookiest character. And for the final category, we will look at audience scores. All right, Frankie, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you excited? I'm Excited. Then let's get into the first category of our Nerd Coliseum Halloween special episode. For the very first category, we're going to look at the script and story for each movie and consider how wide range this script is in terms of its appeal to all four family age groups. Children, teenagers adults, and the elderly. To do this, we'll rate each movie from a scale of 1 to 5 on how appealing this movie is to that age group. 1 will be not appealing at all, and 5 will be very appealing. Much of our information will come from the website Common Sense, where parents and children can go on and review these movies based on the content within it and its appropriateness for different age groups. Along with this, we will be using other review websites along with our own observations within each film. So, Frankie, what movie do you think we should start with here? You know what? Let's start with Disney Channel original Halloween Town. Nobody around here really appreciates my taste in weird stuff. Halloween Town is a very short movie with a very simple plot. The story contains a little bit that is appealing to most, but not everyone. The silly and goofy monsters of Halloween Town are visually appealing and fun to young children. However, most parents have written online that the film contains some monsters, including the main villain, Calabar, that were too frightening for children under seven. Our main hero, Marnie, is a relatable young girl to all young tweens of the world. She's a young witch in training and takes charge around her. Just like most teenagers, she believes she's already a grown-up and ready to take on the world. You are not a witch. Oh, yes, I am, no thanks to you. You're going to let my powers go away forever. Marnie, there is so much more involved in this than you understand. I understand that I am here, and I've got a broom, and I'm going to learn everything that Grandma can teach me. To adult viewers, though, maybe she's just a little too immature and in over her head. Halloween Town doesn't have much to offer besides being a cute movie with some fun magical moments. Most enjoyment of the film from adults is based on nostalgia of the film when they were a child. For the other adults, as well as for older audiences, Grandma Aggie, a.k.a. the late great Debbie Reynolds, gives the most enjoyment as her performance is delightful, funny, and spunky. But overall, Halloween Town is mostly a tween movie. We give Halloween a 4 for children, a 4 for teenagers, a 1 for adults, and a 2 for the elderly. That means Halloween Town has a total of 11 points out of a possible 20 for this category. Beetlejuice is a dark and spooky comedy that most audiences can enjoy. However, it certainly isn't a great movie for children. 
Most parents online agree that the film has way too much adult content for young children. There is death, obviously. To a show about death. But there is also potential suicide. Lydia, the young girl of the living family, writes a suicide note at one point. However, she never goes through with it. There are scary images, including the creepy ghosts and ghouls of the underworld, not to mention that terrifying Beetlejuice snake. There's also quite a bit of sexual content throughout the film. I mean, I think we can all agree. Beetlejuice is a little bit of a pervert. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Excuse me? What? Excuse me. He's constantly grabbing Barbara and trying to kiss her. He enters an <clears throat> establishment for adults in the model town. And to top it all off, he tries to get a young underage girl to marry him. But I mean, hey. He's a malicious phantom or demon or something. What do you expect? Along with all of that, there is a large amount of smoking and alcohol, as well as several swear words, including one F word. <gasps> Does that mean the movie is all bad? No way. Teenagers and adults love the film. It is fun and hilarious to watch. The adult themes in the film are too much for children, but not too over the top for teenagers and adults. Additionally, teenagers can relate to the young and brooding Lydia and her struggle for acceptance, while adults can empathize with the late couple Barbara and Adam. They will even catch all those adult jokes, like when Lydia mistakes the ghost moaning for her parents in the other room having a little too much fun. You guys are going to do that weird sexual stuff. Do it in your own bedroom. However, I think adults will enjoy this movie just a bit more than the teenagers. The movie is outlandish and creepy, but in a comedic way that is aimed more towards adult humor than teenagers. The large use of tobacco products, the crude sexual nature of Beetlejuice, and the tragic story of a deceased couple who always wanted to have children resonates more with adults than anyone else. This isn't to say teenagers don't enjoy it, just maybe slightly less than adults. Overall, we give Beetlejuice a 1 rating for children, a 4 for teenagers, a 5 for adults, and a 1 for the elderly. I don't think the average grandma appreciates the mischievous demon too much. You bunch of losers! <laughs> that gives Beetlejuice a score of 11 out of 20 on our family-friendly rating. What about The Addams Family? While children certainly enjoyed the new animated Addams Family movies, the 1991 live-action film does not contain the same appeal for younger audiences. Though the slapstick comedy throughout the film will delight some children, the overall humor throughout the movie is mostly going to go right over their heads. Additionally, the storyline is a little complicated, and children won't even try to figure out what's going on, and instead will just laugh at the goofiness of the strange family. The violence throughout the movie, though outrageously fake, may come off as a bit much to some concerned parents. I mean, one of the best scenes in our opinion is when they attend the school play where Pugsley and Wednesday are performing a scene from a Shakespeare play in which they douse the audience with fake blood. It is fake blood, and in the movie itself, it is fake blood, but goodness, is it a lot of blood. Regardless, overall, most children can still find some enjoyment in it, even if it's just with the dismembered hand thing. 
Teenagers and adults will get a lot more from this movie. Again, the story's a bit much for children to comprehend, but others can find the humor in a crook using a lookalike Fester Adams to steal the Adams fortune. Only to find out it's actually Fester. He's sullen. He's furtive. Backstabbing. He sucks. I suspect him. You're unbalanced. And I hate him. By God, you're right! He is Fester! The children, Wednesday and Pugsley, are fun to watch, and some may even find Wednesday relatable and iconic. The antisocial gothic child only sees the very worst in life, and to her, that's the best. Similar to Lydia in Beetlejuice, teenagers can idolize the young Wednesday as a role model of acceptance and general intelligence, along with her keen eye and skepticism. For adults, Morticia and Gomez Adams are the ultimate relationship goal. Parents complain about the sexual undertones throughout the movie, but adults can delight in the dark, passionate, and consensual sexual relationship the two have. They kind of put Fifty Shades of Grey to shame. Last night you were unhinged. You were like some desperate, howling demon. You frightened me. The older audiences can even find some fun in the Adams family, with the absurdity of the gothic humor and the hilarious ways others react to the strange behavior. Overall, we're giving Adams family a 2 for children, a 5 for teenagers, a 5 for adults, and a 3 for the elderly. This gives the Adams family an overall score of 15 out of a possible 20. That's a pretty high score for the Adams family, but there are still two movies to go. First, there's Casper. Casper has a little bit of everything for everybody. Let's go backwards this time and start with the elderly crowd. A pretty large part of Casper is the focus on why the ghosts are still haunting the house. And this all comes down to unfinished business. You know, unfinished business. All ghosts have unfinished business. That's why they don't cross over. Even though the movie puts a lighthearted spin on it, it's also incredibly sad and tragic when you really think about it. I mean, these ghosts are people who reached the end of their life with things they had left to do, including being there for their loved ones. Take the tragic story of Casper, who died as a child and stuck around so his father wouldn't be alone. This can really hit home and resonate with some older crowds who have experienced loss throughout their long life. But that's not to say it makes them sad. If anything, it's just heartwarming. The elderly and adults in general can really appreciate the doctor's search for his wife and the truly touching temporary reunion in the end when she returns briefly as an angel to tell them, James, I know you've been searching for me, but there's something you have to understand. You and Kat loved me so well when I was alive that I have no unfinished business. Kristen, can we move past the sad stuff, please? You're making me tear up. <laughs> this is supposed to be a fun podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. Well, like Ogres, the movie certainly has many layers to it. But those more grim subjects aside, the movie also contains a lot of humor fitting for both the young and the old. The uncle trio of ghosts are truly the comedic gold of the movie. Their humor is a mix of clever jokes and nicknames, as well as a bit of slapstick comedy for the kids. They are, well, I think Kat says it best. You guys are disgusting, obnoxious creeps. Thank you! Despite the main character Kat being a teenager herself, 
teenagers don't often find a lot to enjoy in it. They haven't quite matured enough to find the layers within the movie, and the animation and story may come off as a little bit childish or just completely corny. Perhaps they'll enjoy the small angle of the new girl moving into town and trying to fit in, but it's such a small piece to the movie that it's even forgot about by the end of it. There's a lot of comedy aimed towards young tweens and children. However, the movie does contain a bit of language throughout, including a couple of B-words, Not to mention there is an entire scene where the doctor and the ghosts get wasted at a bar, and there's also some use of tobacco products. But these less favorable aspects are completely overshadowed by the cute, easy-to-follow storyline and the comedic rivalry between the doctor and the uncles. All right, guys, we've obviously gotten off on the wrong foot here. Now, you know and I know that you really shouldn't be here, so... I'll tell you what, why don't you go ahead and finish your meal and you can meet in my office and start the process of crossing over. What do you say? (laughs) We have decided to give Casper a four for children, a two for teenagers, a four for adults, and a four for the elderly. That gives Casper a total of 14 out of 20. Our last movie to consider is Hocus Pocus. This movie has become a cult classic for adults and teenagers. The average elderly viewer might find the film a little more mature than they expect for a Disney children's movie, while adults watching the movie for themselves or with a teenager will find it fun and wildly entertaining. The movie is rated PG, but parents will argue the film should reconsider that rating for a PG-13 rating. The movie contains some mild violence, but it is full of sexual references and innuendos. I mean, the entire reason the Sanderson sisters were brought back to life is because a virgin lit the black flame candle. The virgin in question is Max, who is continuously teased throughout the film for being a virgin. It almost seems to promote the idea that you should not be a virgin by 16. On top of this, a child watching the film will be wildly curious to know what a virgin is, and this may put parents in an awkward situation. Plus, there is even a scene where Max is, well, getting a little too cozy with a pillow while calling out his crush's name. Also, well, you know, let's just play the clip. Well, that's it. We desire children. <laughs> hey, that may take me a couple of tries, but I don't think that'd be a problem. I'm falling up. Some of the jokes like this one will go right over young viewers' heads, but they are still in there, plain as day for adults. Plus, the entire plot focuses on witches trying to murder all the children in Salem before the sun rises. And, uh, that's funny? We must find the book, brew the potion, and suck the lives out of the children of Salem before sunrise. Otherwise, it's curtains. We evaporate. We cease to exist. Dost thou comprehend? No, that's terrifying. The violence is mild, but includes a young child dying on screen when the life is sucked out of her, three women being hung by the neck, and a zombie coming back to life. Well, you forgot the worst part of all. Watching a cat get run over by a bus. I hate it when that happens. What? I told you I can't die. By the way, Binks is the best character, no contest. Is it because he's a black cat? Maybe. This does bring up the scene where Thackeray Binks is turned into a cat. 
The witches are often silly and goofy throughout the movie, but when casting a spell, they are really terrifying. Twist the bones and bend the back. Here to decapitate the American mystic. Trim him of his baby fat. Here to decapitate the American mystic. Give him fur black as black, just like this. No! Overall, the movie is really fun to watch for adults and teens. Some children may find parts of it entertaining, but may be exposed to things that parents don't find appropriate. We have decided to give Hocus Pocus a 2 for children, a 5 for teenagers, a 5 for adults, and a 2 for the seniors. That gives Hocus Pocus an overall score of 14 out of 20. Let's review, shall we? Halloween Town received an overall score of 10, Beetlejuice an 11, Adam's Family a 15, Casper a 14, and Hocus Pocus a 14. This means the point for most overall family-friendly movie goes to The Adams Family. Bravo! I'm honestly really surprised at this one. Same. Originally, my money was on Casper or Hocus Pocus, but I guess the extent of the adult content and creepy imagery in the film is just a little too much for children. I guess we were a little bit of different breeds of children because I remember watching Hocus Pocus as a kid and just absolutely loving it. Same, but I guess there's always exceptions to the rules and maybe that's just the way the scoring goes. How about we move to our next category, our second category, which is spookiest character. Now, these are family-friendly films, but there are some rather strange, spooky, and terrifying characters within the movies. It would take us another 20 minutes to go through each one, so what Chris and I have decided to do is narrow it down to the top two spooky characters. What we look for is a character who isn't just spooky to look at, but who is all around a terrifying threat with malicious means. We considered Calabar from Halloween Town, but he just doesn't have that extra spark needed to frighten more than just very young children. The Adams family is definitely all around spooky. Could we possibly choose just one? Besides, Though they are spooky, they aren't entirely threatening to the average person. Casper may be a friendly ghost, but his uncles certainly are not friendly at all. They twisted a priest's head backwards and nearly killed Dr. Harvey on multiple occasions. However, in the end, they're just a couple of tricksters more than malicious killers. With all that being said, the two characters that we have narrowed it down to are Beetlejuice from the movie Beetlejuice and Winifred Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. Let's start with Beetlejuice. As a heads up, we're only going to be looking at Beetlejuice's character as it appears in the 1988 film, and not from the animated series or the Broadway musical. Hey, these aren't my rules. Come to think of it, I don't have any rules. <laughs> Beetlejuice is, without a doubt, the ghost with the most, and knows all the ins and outs of Spectre life like no other. He advertises himself as the afterlife's leading bio-exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Have a trouble with a lover? 
You're tired of having your home space violated? You ought to get rid of them pesky living critters once and for all. Well, come on down and see me, folks, because I'm the afterlife's leading bio-exorcist. Yes, there is. Come on down here, and I want to tell you, I'll do anything. He is a guy who prides himself on scaring the living with his many tricks of the trade, including possession and transforming into a giant and terrifying snake. He almost killed Lydia's father in the process. He is a borderline demon ready to unleash some seriously terrifying scares on the living. Not to mention, he is incredibly disgusting. He smokes, swears, and eats roaches straight off of the floor. He's crude, he's rude, and he talks a bit too much. In fact, the scenes he's in, it's hard for anyone to get a good word in at all. He's always quickly trying to talk his way into what he wants, and what he wants is to escape the ghost world and the curse of his name being able to control him. He would finally be truly amongst the living. The way he wants to do this? By marrying an underage living girl. Creepy. But what else can we say about Beetlejuice? Is he truly qualified to be our champion of the family-friendly spooky characters? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy! Now what do you think? You think I'm qualified? I think he's qualified. Beetlejuice may be a creepy ghost demon, but... Winifred Sanderson is the one who summons and controls the ghosts and demons. Hello? Go ahead. Make my millennium. Winifred, also called Winnie Sanderson, is a powerful witch who uses black magic to stay forever youthful. She is the eldest and most powerful of her sisters, Sarah and Mary. Her only desire is to stay young by luring all the young children of Salem toward her in order to suck out their souls. Winnie is cruel smart, and a little goofy. Of the witchy sisters, she is the most ruthless and runs the coven. She casts spells from her terrifying book, which includes turning young boys into black cats, and cursing her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her in order to do her bidding forever. Don't cheat on this lady. Don't forget casting a spell on an entire audience of adults to dance until they die. Dance! Dance! Dance until you die! Plus, Winnie has been to hell and is a friend of Lucifer himself. Go to hell! Oh, I've been there, thank you. I found it quite lovely. <laughs> Let's not forget that Winnie actually succeeded in coming back to life. Did she maintain her eternal life? Well, not in Hocus Pocus, but maybe Hocus Pocus 2 will have a different result. So, who is the more terrifying of the two? Beetlejuice can morph himself into terrifying creatures to really frighten the living. Yeah, but Beetlejuice didn't actually kill anyone, at least from what we know for sure. Winnie definitely killed at least one child and certainly came close to killing even more. So who's it going to be? Beetlejuice or Winifred Sanderson? I've had enough of you. <laughs> oh boy, you guys are really a couple of spooksters, aren't you? <laughs> Now, let's turn on the juice and see what shakes loose. Whoa, 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 guys. No need. I think we can name a winner here. W will you excuse us, please? Sure. Talk amongst yourself. Think carefully about your answer, Kristen. Who would you rather upset? Beetlejuice or Winifred Sanderson? <sighs> you. 
die first. Uh, no need, no need. <laughs> Most definitely, our winner is, B- I mean, Winifred Sanderson. You bunch of losers! You're working with a professional here! Absolutely. Beetlejuice is terrifying, but Beetlejuice can be controlled with the use of his name. Winifred Sanderson is unhinged and truly ruthless in her exploits and revenge. That is why we are naming Winifred Sanderson our most family-friendly, spooky, and powerful character. I suggest we form a calming circle. I am calm! Oh, sister, thou art not being honest with thyself, are we? For our final round, we're going to take a look at what audiences think of each of these movies and let the audience scorers decide the best family-friendly Halloween movie. To decide the winner of this category, we turn to the sites Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes lets viewers like you and me rate movies and leave reviews directly on their website. As those reviews come in, the percentage is calculated based on what viewers say, which is indicated in the site as the popcorn bag icon. IMDb users can cast a vote from 1 to 10 stars on every movie and TV title in their database. Those votes are summarized as a single IMDb rating visible on the title's main page. So, let's start with Halloween Town. The general consensus here is that this is a kids movie just for kids. It is certainly entertaining but full of plot holes and very cringy moments. Halloween Town sits at a 71% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.6 out of 10 stars on IMDb. The Adams Family received great praise for its casting choices and macabre comedy choices. But the biggest criticism is for the overall plot, which is very bland and often incomprehensive. The Adams Family sits at a 66% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. For Beetlejuice, the movie reviews show some love to the film for its fun elements and great acting, along with its enjoyable story. The biggest complaint is the lack of the title character. The fans want more Beetlejuice in Beetlejuice. Who would have thought? Overall, Beetlejuice sits at an 82% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.5 out of 10 stars on IMDb, the highest rating so far. Casper unfortunately has some of the lowest scores out of our movies today. One review wrote, Story-wise, it is a three-chapter Saturday morning cartoon. He's not far off. The story is pretty simple, though sometimes simple is best. It was short, but enjoyable. Casper received a 49% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Lastly, but certainly not least, is... Hocus Pocus. Many of the reviews of audiences love Hocus Pocus, though arguably it could be because of the cult following it has around it now. It is full of campy humor and over-the-top acting, but that's what makes it so fun, right? Upon its original release in theaters, the movie actually bombed and received a large number of negative reviews, calling the movie uninspired, over-the-top, and just plain silly. However, today, the movie sits at a 71% approval rating and 6.9 stars out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, we need to go back in time and tell the reviewers of the 90s that they were definitely wrong. If I could put stocks in a movie, that would have been one of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so that means coming in at third place is Disney Channel Originals Halloween Town. Second place goes to Hocus Pocus. And our winner as the audience favorite film based on the ratings is Beetlejuice. It's good to know we're all a little like Lydia Dietz. Well, I read through that handbook for the recently deceased. It says, live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. This brings us to the conclusion of our very first Halloween special episode with Adam's Family, Hocus Pocus, and Beetlejuice taking home some of today's top prizes. Thank you for listening. Don't miss out on our future games and tournaments. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review if available through your podcast provider. The Nerd Coliseum is available wherever you podcast. You can listen to us through your web browser or find a link to your favorite podcast provider at www.anchor.fm slash the Nerd Coliseum. Please help spread the word about this podcast. Follow and share us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you enjoy this show, you can support it at anchor.fm slash the nerd coliseum slash support. We are striving to improve our show with every episode and would appreciate your help with reaching our goals. Did you think our winners today deserve their title? Maybe we missed some things you'd like to share with us. Let us know. Talk to us through social media or by emailing the nerd coliseum at gmail.com. Coliseum is spelled as in the Roman Coliseum, C-O-L-O-S-S-E-U-M. I'm Freaky. And I'm Kristen, reminding you to never trust the living. Bye-bye. Ah, that's We're better. blind. We need glasses. <coughs> Gonna be a lot of coughing in these bloopers. My bad. We're feeling a little under the weather today. Yeah. So let's see if you figured out what movies we've chosen. The first movie is going to be Slurpy McSlurperton. <laughs> in the film, a con artist. <clears throat> in the film, a con artist. In the film, a con artist plots to scam the family. Damn it. In the film, a con artist. Okay. In the film, a con artist... <laughs> con. Con. Dr. James Harvey... <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Dr. James Harvey is hired to move into a con... <laughs> Alright, so now that we have our five family-friendly movies, our five family-friendly Halloween movies... Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> our first category... First? Too high trying to up my voice to make it not sound sick. I went too high. For our very first category, that's, we're... That's my line. Sorry. <laughs> I saw the F. My eyes jumped. Let me clear my throat. Yeah. <laughs> our main hero, Marty, or <laughs> Marty, Back to the Future, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> While adults can empathize... While adults can empathize... Empathize. Parents complain about the sexual tones throughout the movie, but adults can delight in the dark, passionate, and consensual sexual activity. They did. Oh my gosh, why did I say it like that? <laughs> sexual relationship, <laughs> not activity. Oh. <clears throat> those other... Those other audiences. Jesus. They haven't quite mature, matured. 
Let's start with Beetlejuice. As a heads up, as a heads up, he is a guy who prides himself on scar scarring. He is scarring. He is a guy. This is what we're talking about with like English language words. <laughs> like reading is ridiculous because it could be a bunch of different pronunciations. Winifred, right? Am I saying this right? Winifred. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, it just it's not rolling off the tongue. Well, uh, I, you change. You're gonna start calling her Winnie from now on. Winnie. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that's funny. Because <laughs> that's what their sisters call her, Winnie. Okay. All the young children of Salem toward her in order to suck out their souls. You said leering, by leering all the luring, luring. Oh, okay. You said leering. Her only desire is to stay young by leering, luring. I know I'm saying it wrong. I don't even know how to say it now. Luring. It's luring. 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 For our final round, we're going to take a look at what... What happened? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Lassie. Lassie, come home. <laughs> Lassie. Lassie, but certainly not Leastie. Say that. <laughs> Please help spread the word about this co cod past. Oof. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that.